Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by In We Go. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumlee. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in L.A. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> A special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? He was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. What's up? Welcome to a brand new BSN Nuggets podcast, Friday edition of the program. We are presented today, of course, by Total Beverage. Right now at Total Beverage, you guys can get an exclusive deal that they've got going on for BSN listeners. $10 off a $50 purchase or more on their website and app. Hey, good day to use that promo code. It is a Friday after all. The promo code to use, BSN10. So go to their website, go to their app, type in promo code BSN10, and you guys can save $10 off a $50 purchase or more from Total Beverage, of course, they now deliver to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. All your favorite beer, wine, liquor spirits. Check out Total Beverage. Harrison Wind and Christian Clark here on a Friday. We are recording today from Blake Street Tavern down here in downtown Denver. They're just a couple of blocks from downtown. Nice enough to have us host the podcast down here every couple of weeks, and we're happy to be here. If you're in the area, make sure to check them out. Great food selections. I just had this awesome this bomb ass caesar salad with chicken a lot of great food a lot of great drinks awesome beer great tvs as well great spot to watch any sport that you're trying to so make sure to check them out if you guys are in the area probably my favorite sports bar in downtown denver friday edition of the show like i said a jam-packed all-star weekend the nuggets are going to be featured heavily in it the entire coaching staff is down there, of course. The front office is down there. Nicole Jokic is playing in the All-Star game on Sunday. Monte Morris is not playing in the Rising Stars game, but he is coaching in the celebrity game with Sue Bird. I need to know how that came about. How are they like, yep, let, let's make Monte a part of the week, and we'll just make him a coach for a celebrity game. Well, I have a sneaking suspicion he was going to be down there anyway in case there was a need for an injury replacement in the Rising Stars game. And I don't think that anybody wanted to say that, but I have a feeling that might be why he was already going to be down there. And then, you know, yeah, why not just stand on the sidelines and pretend to coach a bullshit celebrity all-star game? That was a hilarious consolation prize. Like, uh, we snubbed you. We picked Kevin Knox over you in the Rising Stars game. Okay, well, I'll give you a piece of the action here. Coach up Quavo. 
Teach him to run the pick and roll. Teach him your ways. Yeah, so it's Sue Bird and Monte Morris in the Rising Stars game, or not the Rising Stars game, coaching one of the celebrity teams. The other celebrity team is coached by Don Staley, I believe, another former WNBA player. Well, of course, Sue Bird is in the WNBA. I like Quavo plus 300 in the uh, celebrity game MVP odds. Well, he's actually a good athlete. I think he played quarterback for his high school team. I believe he's the reigning MVP as well. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not the favorite, though. Famous Los, comedian, comma, social media influencer, is the favorite at plus 150. Steve Smith, former NFL player, plus 400. 5'9 uh, wide receiver Steve Smith. Bad Bunny, plus 600. Terrence J, plus 700. Aja Wilson, plus 700. Why do they throw current WNBA stars into this thing. It's a little bit embarrassing, NBA. Come on. Yeah, I mean, they're above that for sure. Ronnie 2K, I can't really see him taking home the crown at plus 1,000. And a bunch of these guys, they don't even know who they are. Adam Ray, is Ronnie Is Ronnie 2K like the guy who's in charge of 2K who grades all the players? Yeah, he's like the front-facing NBA 2K guy. He's the guy you tweet at if you're trying to get your 2K rating up. So if he goes like 3 for 10 from the field tonight, we're going to get an NBA player tweet like, uh, yeah. 59 for Ronnie 2K or something like that. Right, right. right. A couple of these guys, I have no idea who they are. Andy Ray, apparently a comedian and a podcaster, plus 1,500 for the MVP odds. Um, Mark Lazary, the Bucks owner, is in this, plus 4,000. Obviously not too great at basketball, but he does own a team. Dr. Oz, plus 5,000. Yeah, one of my main career goals is to make it become, I guess, big enough in media to where I get to appear in the NBA uh, celebrity game. Um, I would bust Quavo's ass, Harrison. He wouldn't even know what hit him. <laughs> One in and out to the right, ankle shredded. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's an inside joke that only, I think, three people that might listen to this podcast would get. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, it should be a jam-packed all-star weekend for the Nuggets. Nicole Jokic, not great odds to win the All-Star Game MVP. Uh, he's currently, where is he? Plus 6,600. The fifth or the fourth highest odds, I guess, or lowest odds, depending on which way you want to look at it. LeBron James, the favorite, plus 400. Giannis at plus 500. Kevin Durant, plus 600. Who's your pick for MVP? Oh, I think I'll I have, take I have a Durant. clear pick. You're taking Kevin Durant? Yeah. All right. I'm taking Steph Curry. I feel like this is going to be set up for Steph Curry to win in Charlotte, in his hometown. Del Curry's there. Seth Curry's there. Yada, yada, yada. Davidson's right there. I just have, have a feeling it's going to be a perfect storm. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. I mean, he's got the whole narrative thing going. Yeah. I think all-star games are big for narratives. Three-point contest. Let's see the odds here. Steph Curry, the favorite, at plus 200. Seth Curry, plus 250, the second highest odds. Devin Booker, plus 400. Buddy Heald, plus 500. Damian Lillard, plus 700. All the way down to your boy, Dirk, who is a big <laughs> underdog in this thing at plus 1,500. Can he even make it around the arc? I oh. think that should be the prop bet, actually. Does he finish in time? Probably not, to be honest. But I, I did see him part, uh, petitioning the league to get some extra time added onto his round because takes him a little longer than most to work his way around the arc. Who is your pick for the three-point shootout? 
Give me Buddy Buckets, who okay. lit the Nuggets up the other night a little bit. Okay. You know I got to stick where my heart is. I got to go Joe Harris here, plus 1,000. It'd also make me a little bit of money in Vegas if I bet on him. Let's go. No I'm, surprise there, right? Yep. Uh, that's a good pick, man. I, I can't believe how good Joe Harris has gotten. I mean, I'm not surprised. But <laughs> who we got in the slam dunk contest? Miles Bridges, John Collins, Hamadou Diallo, and Dennis Smith Jr., now a New York Nick. Um, I feel like this is going to be a very underwhelming dunk contest. I just have that read on it right now. Yeah, I mean, John Collins has kind of got the power game. Uh, Miles Bridges is more of a, a power dunker. Yeah. Oof. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr., just in an empty gym, is a nasty dunker. I don't know. This is a tough one. See, the thing about the dunk contest, when there's not a clear clear-cut favorite you've got to go off personality i feel like right because when push comes to shove p- personality sometimes puts a guy over the top so i mean hamadou diallo i don't really see him breaking out anything crazy miles bridges dennis smith i'm going miles bridges i feel like he's got the most potential to pull off um just something memorable might not even be the best dunk but just something memorable so i'll go miles bridges miles bridges is a good one i'm gonna take dennis smith jr he of the 44 inch vertical um last year donovan mitchell won it that's that's a pretty good i guess argument for personality really matters in this thing and just charisma right he brought up the mask right yeah black panther mask yeah last year was a great one it was it was a great one i don't see this one living up to it skills challenge my favorite event of the evening Luka Doncic, the favorite at plus 250. Nikola Jokic, the second favorite at plus 300. Also in this event, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Mike Conley, Kyle Kuzma, Nikola Vucevic. Who are you going with? Well, I want to see De'Aaron Fox and Jokic go up against each other. You know, maybe the fastest NBA player versus one of the slowest. And if you're just talking about like 100 yard dash speed. Um, I think last year they did a big man bracket and a smalls bracket, right? So I'm not sure if they're still doing that again. But if they are, that could be on the table. Yeah. Um, I'll take De'Aaron Fox. Okay. I, I feel like, you know, he's a guy who's always going balls to the wall. Like, yeah. I feel like he'll take it seriously. I was going to go De'Aaron Fox, too, for the same reason. I think he'll take it seriously. Yeah. Jokic, and like, he's, and he's fast. Not. Jokic was in this two years ago. He didn't. He just kind of lumbered up the court, you know, <laughs> that Jokic little jog, not a care in the world with a smile on his face. Um, he made it to the semifinal, though. Felt a eventual champion, Kristaps Porzingis. We also can't rule out Jokic just winning this thing going like like half speed, too. He's just right. that skilled. I want to see him like try to throw it behind the back on, on the pass through the <laughs> yeah. hoop. Well, he had trouble with the pass in his. Uh, in his run a couple years ago. So we'll see. It should be a fun night. I'm excited for it. And yeah, we'll see which one of us would have won more money in Vegas when all this is said and done. Before we move on and what we're doing on the rest of today's show, five numbers that really define this Nuggets season at the All-Star break. Five numbers that matter at the All-Star break. But first, a quick word from Get Around. If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is the car sharing app. You can unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. So go to get.co backslash BSN. Save $15 off your first rental. Or you can go to that same address, get.co backslash BSN, to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast. 
We got a lot of great content on bsendenver.com. Want to remind you of that. And if you're still holding out on a BS Endeavor subscription, this is a really good time to get in. Right now, we've got a deal running. You can get a one year subscription to BS in Denver for just $29.99. That's a few bucks off the normal yearly price, which is $35.99. This new price comes out to just $2.50 a month. How do you get that? Go to bsendenver.com backslash subscribe. Type in the promo code nuggets. And enough of you guys sign up, enough of you guys take advantage of this offer, type in that promo code and get a one-year subscription for $29.99 while we're running this offer. If more of you guys do that than Rockies fans who type in their Rockies promo code, than Avalanche fans who type in their Avalanche promo code, all of you guys will get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. So help us out, pick up a BSN Denver subscription, and maybe you can get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. We've got some really cool stuff on there right now. Nuggets stuff, Rockies, Broncos, Avalanche shirts as well, which have been big sellers. So make sure to check that out if you're looking for a new shirt. And obviously take advantage of that deal if you're looking to still get on with a BSN Denver subscription. The first number that tells the story of this Nugget season at the All-Star break, 23-10. and 10. Christian, what does that number represent and and why does it tell so much about how this nugget season has gone that is denver's record in games that are within five points with less than five minutes to go um clutch time as the nba calls it denver has the best win percentage in the league in those situations they've just pulled out a ton of close ones this year um wednesday's win you know nicole Jokic's game-winning tip in being the latest one so you know, if, if you look at cleaning the glass, it has a stat called win dif- differential up there. It's the number of games the team has won versus how many they would be expected to win based on point differential. Denver is fifth. Um, you know, I, I think you can attribute some of this to, to a little bit of luck. I think you can attribute some of this to Nicole Jokic really developing into a go-to guy, but they've been awesome in close games this year. I think you can attribute tri- it a lot to just Denver knowing what they're doing at the end of games more. There's a defined pecking order at the end of the games now. It starts with Nikola Jokic, and then it probably goes to Jamal Murray. But what does Denver run late in fourth quarters when they know they need a bucket, when they know the game is on the line and they need a basket? They go to a Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic pick and roll. I thought a big takeaway from the win a couple days ago was Denver went to that same action at the end of the game, but Wes Unchell Jr., who was coaching the game for Michael Malone, who had been ejected in the first half, drew the play up for Monte Morris to run the two-man game with Nicole Jokic, not Jamal Murray. And that was really a great call at the time. Um, last year, the Nuggets were 22-21 and 21 in games decided by five points or less with five minutes or less remaining. So a big improvement. Yeah, I mean, that was a great call by, by Wes Unsell Jr. Jamal Murray is struggling a little bit in that game. You know, had, had committed a turnover too already, you know, trying to get the ball to Jokic in the pick and roll. I always have, like, the utmost confidence when, when Monte's running that high pick and roll in end-of-quarter situations that yeah. they're just going to get a good shot. Yeah. Like, it might not go in, but, like, they're just going to get, like, a B-plus look at minimum. And there have actually been times when they've run that action. And Jamal has had a little bit of trouble actually getting that ball to Nikola Jokic. Remember that game in Miami? He still got the ball to Jokic and he hit the game winner, but it wasn't like the cleanest look, the cleanest action. When Monte Morris ran that action the other night, that was clean. You had no doubt in your mind that that ball was definitely going to 
Nicole Jokic. He was going to get it in a good spot. And he got up a good look and then uh, converted on the tip-in. Jokic has the fourth highest plus-minus in the league in clutch situations this year with the score within five points with five minutes or less remaining. He is a plus-60 in those situations. He's fourth on that list. Kyrie Irving is number one. Marcus Morris, another Celtic, is two. Lou Williams is three. Nicole Jokic is four. Yeah, 2016-17 season when you know Jokic really burst out. Um, I thought there were times when he did look kind of tight, you know, late in close games. Um, that that game against Portland that they lost in Portland, where it, you know it essentially like ended any hopes they had of making the playoffs. I thought there were times when Jokic looked hesitant, and you know Denver kind of needed him to just like take over for them. Jokic mm-hmm. has become like everything you could ask for yep. um, as far as developing into the go-to guy late in close games. I mean, I can't believe how, how far he's come in, in just a matter of two seasons here. So I think the one thing we should be looking for when it comes to this number over the rest of the season, how do Denver's late-game situations look when Will Barton is on the floor? Because throughout this whole season, he's obviously been out of the lineup for most of it. They've run their late-game offense without Will Barton in their mind. And Will is one of those guys who last year made a lot of big shots for this team, had the ball in his hands late in fourth quarters, won a lot of games for this team down the stretch. I'm curious to see how his presence kind of impacts what the Nuggets look to do at the end of games. I don't think it will change. I think they'll still be running the Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic pick and roll. Maybe sometimes it's the Will Barton, Nicole Jokic pick and roll. That's what I'll be really watching when it comes to the stat from here on out. Next up on our list, 43.3 and 43.1. You know, going into the season, I thought there was a pretty good chance that the Denver Nuggets backcourt uh, would both shoot above 40% for three-point land, but I thought Jamal Murray and Gary Harris would be those guys. I did not anticipate Malik Beasley and Monte Morris being these, these dead-eye shooters from yeah. three-point land. That's what those two guys are, are shooting from deep this year. If you had to pick one player to make a three in rhythm when you really needed a basket, if your life depended on it, who would it be? I mean, on the Nuggets? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> not, I mean, not Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any question. It's Malik Beasley right Which now. Which is crazy because at the beginning of the season, he might have been behind Gary Harris for me, behind Jamal Murray, behind Will Barton, probably behind Nicole Jokic. He would have been behind all those guys for me, and now he's at the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, we've spent a ton of time talking about Malik really working on his balance this offseason. Jumping straight up and down was a priority for him. He Last year, he was kind of fading forward and backward at times. He didn't have that balance. He definitely has that balance this year. I mean, just watching him go straight up and down, that release, his jumper is a thing of beauty. And I'll say this from a league too. You know, I think some guys, when they miss a couple shots in a row, maybe they get in their own heads a little bit. Like, Malik Beasley doesn't have a conscience, and I yeah. mean that in a good way. Like, when he misses a couple shots, it doesn't affect him on the next play, and that's the mentality you have to have if you're going to be a good three-point shooter. Definitely. And what has Monte Morris played? The third most minutes on the yeah. Nuggets this uh-huh. year? I mean, he's averaging 25 a game, over 57 games this year. He's been incredibly durable. One of only three Nuggets players, along with Malik Beasley and Mason Plumley, to play in every game for the Nuggets this season. And... I'm sticking to my take. I think he's been the second most valuable player for this team this year. Nikola Jokic, then Monte Morris. When just looking at the role he's played, how steady he's been all year, how durable he's been, 
in my mind, he's second if you're putting together an MVP ballot for this team. That's really interesting, man. I mean, I, I think it's probably between him and Jamal Murray. I mean, Paul Millsap and, and Gary have just missed way too much time um, for them to be in this conversation. I mean, I'll say this for Jamal. I mean, he started off really slow. He's been inconsistent, but it's still just, just hard to score the ball as much as he is. Um, no doubt. As young as he is, as much as he scores the ball, you don't see it too often. Yeah, it's it's an interesting in conversation. And, you know, Monte's clearly a superior playmaker, but I do think Jamal has grown as a playmaker this year. He's averaging close to five assists per game. It's a career high for him. I mean, when Jamal is, you know, finding Jokic on that pick and roll, um, the Nuggets' offense just looks killer. Yeah, and Jamal got off to a sh- rough start this season. I think from the end of November through December through the beginning of January, he was playing at a really high level. And this ankle injury kind of has halted what has been a really promising third season for him. And if he can get back to that level he was playing at back in December, I think this team will be charted on a really solid course uh, throughout the rest of the season. Let's hit one more before we take a break here. 7.7. What does that number represent? Well, you guys could probably guess this one. This is Nikola Jokic's assist per game. He's eighth in the NBA in that category. I thought that was Nikola Jokic's 40 time. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, I mean, Harrison, his 40 time is way more than 7.7. It's probably like, you know, like a cool 11 flat, something like that. <laughs> he could run a 40 and 7.7. Seven. That's yeah, not yeah, that slow. Did you see Usain Bolt ran a, like, I think he just, like, was in street clothes or something like that, a 4 2 40. Like, he hasn't even been training and he just whips out a 4 2. Yeah, walks out of bed, whips out a 4 2. Yeah, what a beast. <laughs> um, the 7.7. So, Will Average obviously has a record for assists per game by center in a single season. He averaged 7.8 and 66 67. Jokic right in his tails. And Will Average 8.6 and 67 68. I don't think there's really any question that, that Jokic is the best passing center of all time. No question. Um, you know, Jokic is assisting on, on nearly 38% of his teammates' field goals when he's on the floor. That's the highest assist percentage by a center ever. That is just absurd. I mean, almost 40% of the shots everyone else is making when he's on the floor come from a Nikola Jokic assist. I think my biggest takeaway from Nikola Jokic's season, and this is kind of lame, but his standing across the league has taken off exponentially this year. And that was one of the things I thought would happen at the beginning of the season. I thought this would just be the year when his national image and the spotlight cast on him really went to another level. And obviously that coincided with an all-star game bid. And that's really happened this year. He's getting the recognition now that he deserves. He still might even be a little underrated nationally. But this year he's really getting the due, getting his respective due. Yeah, totally. And I, I heard uh, an interview with Michael Malone on Hastings Herring Dover um, over on Altitude. And, you know, they were kind of asking Malone about, like, are you excited that Jokic is going to go to All-Star Weekend and get to, you know, mingle with the best players in the world? And he's like, yeah, it'll, it'll be great that, you know, Jokic gets to pick up some of those guys' secrets, see the way they train and all that. Mm-hmm. It'll also be great that, you know, those guys can get to know Nikola Jokic because this is one of the most fun players to play with in the entire NBA. And, and who wouldn't want to come to Denver and play with Nikola Jokic? You know, he's really looking at this weekend as maybe an opportunity for, you know, these guys to, to really get to know Jokic. And maybe this is like, you know, plant a seed in your mind. Like, hey, maybe I would want to go to Denver one day. Well, I have a feeling that 
he's going to be their biggest recruiting chip here over the next decade when it comes to getting free agents to come to Denver. You're right. Who wouldn't want to play with him? And I think you can look at a lot of guys on this roster, even from Gary Harris with how good he is, to Will Barton with with how good of a player we know he is, to guys like Torrey Craig and Malik Beasley and Monte Morris. If you play alongside Nikola Jokic, we've already seen it in only four years, but we know that that guy is going to have probably a career year, and it's the Peyton Manning effect. I've talked about it time and time again. If you have a basketball IQ in the 50th percentile, and you just know where to be, you can shoot like 30-something percent from three, 33% from three. If you just know how to play the game, you can play winning basketball and put up career numbers next to Nikola Jokic, and I have a feeling a lot of guys are going to start realizing that over the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, just think about, and I'm not even saying like the Nuggets have like a chance of signing this guy really, but like just think about like a guy like Tobias Harris playing yeah. next to Jokic. You know, a forward who's a knockdown shooter. Tobias Harris would just crush. Like, He'd never next take to a, guy a contested like shot. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would be ridiculous. He'd shoot like 45 percent from three the whole year. Yeah, so I do think this All Star break. That's a good point that you brought up. Will be a good chance for. Everybody in the league to learn a little bit more about Nikola Jokic, learn what he's like off the court. Yeah, and, and the guy just doesn't care about the spotlight either. I mean, <laughs> yeah. everything you'd ever want. Jokic doesn't even have a Twitter handle. It was so funny seeing, like, they were tweeting out all the all-stars uh, with their Twitter handles. Jokic is the only one. He's got a hashtag now, though. Yeah. Well, he deleted it after. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. We don't yeah. have to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, let's hit a break real quick. We got two more to get to, and then we'll wrap up here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. We'll be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast, Friday edition of the program. Again, we're down here at Blake Street Tavern. If you guys are in the area, you probably already know what these guys are all about. But awesome food, awesome beers, great drinks, great atmosphere, too, if you're trying to watch a game on a weekend. Let's move on here in our list of five numbers that kind of tell the story of this Nuggets season. Next up, 223. That's how many games the Nuggets have had missed this season due to injury. That's of February 3rd, and it's obviously gone up since then, but it's been the most in the league. I think this strengthens. This is front and center of Michael Malone's 
coach of the year resume, a list I think he should be at the top of, followed by Mike Budenholzer, followed by Dave Yeager, Kenny Atkinson. But 223 games missed. That number is probably up near like 250 right now. It's been incredible how the Nuggets have navigated throughout all these injuries this year to the second seed in the Western Conference. I mean, if you would have told me how many games Gary Harris would have missed, how many games Paul Millsap and Jamal Murray and Will Barton would have missed this year, I probably would have said, hey, it'd be great if these guys were at 500. Yeah, I mean, when everyone's healthy, like just 100% health, I think Gary Harris is, is probably Denver's second best player. I think Paul Millsap is the third or fourth best player, you know, right there with Jamal Murray. You take either one. That Both of those guys have missed this much time, and Denver's at where they're at is pretty incredible. Yep. I mean, you can't say enough about the development of, you know, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley. Wancho has, has really fallen off lately, but he gave this team really good minutes earlier this year. And, and Torrey Craig, I mean – you probably shouldn't have been in the starting lineup as much as he was, but Torrey Craig has also been, you know, pretty valuable for this team at times. So the depth is unbelievable. Um, and Mason Plumley too. You know, he's played a lot next to Nicole Jokic. That pairing has really developed into a good one for Denver after struggling last season. So the depth on this team is incredible. What do you think's been the bigger surprise? Monte Morris's play at backup point guard, Malik Beasley's play at shooting guard. Mason Plumlee's play at center and alongside Nicole Jokic, you could throw him into the discussion. But which role player stepping up do you think has been the biggest surprise? I mean, probably Monte. He appeared in three games last year. He got significant minutes in one game last year. I mean, this guy is basically a redshirt freshman in the NBA. Yeah. And I think he's been the best backup point guard in basketball this year. I think, you know, he should be in the discussion for sixth man of the year, as crazy that sounds. Um, I, I think he's at least in the, in the top five. This guy has been invaluable for this team this year. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Mason Plumley because he probably deserves some recognition in this discussion of just players who have stepped up with the injuries here. It's funny, there's not really one stat you can look at that really sums up the impact Mason Plumley has had. I mean, for a lot of the year, he was one of the leaders in defensive rating out of centers. That's changed, I think, as the Nuggets... Their play on the defensive end has kind of fallen off here over the last couple months. Everybody's defensive rating has certainly slid a little. There's not really one stat that just kind of shows his impact. Maybe blocks. Yeah, maybe if you took like his stocks numbers. I mean, the best thing I can say about Mason Plumley is that guy is just going 100% every single time he's out on the floor. I mean, I think that's a pretty rare thing for NBA players. Like, you know, when the game, when the season's 82 games long, like, a lot of guys are just going to try to conserve energy here and there, and that's probably a smart strategy. But Mason Plumley is so important from just like an energy and effort standpoint. And you know, I think in season past, Plumley was vocal about being frustrated that that sometimes his team just didn't bring it on the defensive end. He's done that sometimes this year too, but you know, he, he's so important for just you know other. I guess kind of encouraging other guys to be focused and, and out there playing hard. He's the captain of the defense. Paul Millsap might be what I'd like to call the traffic conductor. I think Mason Plumley's the captain. He's the guy who's flying around there. He's so athletic, man. And he trumps Millsap in that quarter category just in terms of how quickly he can get the spots and just move on the fly and whatnot. Last one we've got here, 25 and 4. What is that? 
Mark represent at this point in the season? It's the record at the can. Yeah. 25-4 and four, the Nuggets are at at home this year. By far the best home record in the league. Denver's 25-4. and four. Next up is Golden State at 22-7. and seven. Next up is Oklahoma City at 20-7. and seven. Then if you look at the East... Milwaukee's 23 and 5, Toronto's 24 and 5, but the Nuggets have the best home record in the league this year. It's been impressive and we were all sitting around the press table the other day before the Sacramento Kings game. Everybody, I'm not going to name any names. Everybody had the Nuggets losing this game. And I was like, "Guys, this team has lost four games at home all year." And you know, I can name them. The Bucks, the Nets, the Rockets. It's like they've only lost four games at home all year. They're not dropping this one to the Kings, even when they were down by 18. I'll admit I was a little nervous, but they improved their uh, league-best record at home this year with that one. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they been unreal. Um, you know, 25-4, and four, as good as they've been, this also puts into perspective just how special that 2013 team was that lost three games at home all yeah, year. Yeah, what the heck was that? I mean, to go 38-3 and three at home is unbelievable. That might be one of those unbreakable marks in sports. I think the Celtics in 1986 had a year where they only lost one home game. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure they lost one That's home unreal. game. That's unreal. Um, but you know th- this record at the can Denver's 500 on the road, which is a big improvement for where they've been in years past. But you know I think what it, what this tells us is how important this is for this team to lock up a top four spot after the All Star break. In my mind, that's got to be the number one goal. Um, besides, I guess stay healthy. You know those two things are pretty heavily related, but. You know, if Denver wants to have a good chance of winning that first-round series, I think getting a top-four seed is going to be crucial for them. For sure. And I think there's a really good shot of that happening. I mean, in my mind, there's clearly a big four in the Western Conference when looking at the four best teams in the West. It's the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Thunder, and the Rockets. The Rockets are probably going to be a little bit further down from that group of three from the Warriors Nuggets done there just because of their injury situation with Clint Capella out. But Denver should be a top four seed this year. They're yeah. clearly one of the best four teams in the West. I think they're, you know, obviously in that argument for the best three teams in the West. They're obviously a tier above the Portlands of the world, then the Utahs of the world, the San Antonios of the world, obviously the Clippers, the Kings, and the Lakers. So they definitely should get a top four seed. Yeah, Denver's in second right now. Obviously, they got a five-game lead over the Trailblazers, who are in fourth. They got a six-game lead over the Rockets, who are in fifth. So there's more than enough of a cushion for them to, you know, get one of those top three seeds. OKC, I mean, they're two games behind Denver right now. I could see them overtaking them because they're playing some really great basketball. If I had to bet, I'd bet the Nuggets finish third in the West. Yeah, I think I would take that bet, too. So, you know, maybe you're... Which, actually, I don't know. (laughs) Because while we're on this topic, and I probably should have brought this up with how many games Nuggets have missed due to injury this year. Out of the All-Star break, that first game in Dallas, that could be when we see this starting lineup for the first time since the second game of the season. And maybe everything shifts into gear then, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, right now, they'd, they'd play the Spurs if the playoffs started today. I think that's a pretty favorable favorable matchup for Denver, even though the Spurs are always tough. But, yeah, man, um, you know, it's funny. Paul Millsap was talking after that, that Kings game. Uh, you know, someone asked him, like, hey, you guys are expected to finally have your full rotation healthy after the All-Star break. And all Paul said was, man, I'm glad I'm not coach. <laughs> Me too. I was joking with a uh, member of the Nuggets front office 
at the game on Wednesday. And we're talking about, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, he looked pretty good, man. He looked solid in his first game back, and, and he agreed. And then I said, yeah, well, Michael Malone's going to have a week and a half to decide how he's going to sort out these minutes for this first game back after the All-Star break. It's going to be tough. I'm not sure how he's going to do it, especially if Gary Harris is back in the lineup. That was the luxury of bringing Isaiah Thomas back when the Nuggets brought him back. No Gary Harris. There were some obvious minutes that you could play him in the Nuggets' backcourt alongside Monte Morris. I'm not sure what happens when Gary Harris gets inserted into this mix. I have a feeling Isaiah Thomas will still play minutes here and there, but obviously Malik Beasley's minutes, Monte Morris's minutes, they'll get cut into a tad. Yeah, and we we discussed this a little bit on a show earlier this week. What are the chances that Torrey Craig spends considerable time at, at backup power forward down the stretch and Denver just goes super, super small? Yep, it's... A scenario I would like to see. You know, I don't think he hurts them on the defensive end playing the four when putting him in the lineup for Trey Lyles. He's definitely a better rebounder than Trey Lyles, probably a better defender. He's a better shooter this year than Trey Lyles on the offensive end, a better floor spacer, as crazy as that is to say. And so I would like to see it. I think we can say pretty certainly that Wancho is on the outside looking into this rotation when healthy. He probably won't be getting minutes, important minutes down the stretch unless Denver needs an offensive spark. And, yeah, I'm wondering if we've seen maybe the last of Trey Lyles in this rotation if the Nuggets are fully healthy. All right, anything else before we get out of here? I'm looking forward to the All-Star break. I've got Steph Curry for MVP in the three-point contest. I've got – who did I have? Who did I have in the three-point contest? Joe Harris. Oh, yeah, Joe Harris, my guy. Your boy, the Brooklyn barista. How could I forget you, Joe Harris? Um, slam dunk contest, I've got the other local guy, Miles Bridges, of the Charlotte Hornets. Skills contest, I've got De'Aaron Fox with you. And I've got Quavo to take home MVP in the celebrity game. <laughs> Coach him up, Monte. Um, yeah, the last thing, I saw Luka Doncic was asked by uh, a reporter, if you had to pick five European players to, to beat a team of the best U.S. players, who would he go with? He said... Giannis, Jokic, Przingis himself, and Dragic. Um, Giannis, Doncic, and Jokic, I'll just say, is a fever dream I often oh, have. Oh, God. I mean, you know me. I love the European game. Love the beautiful game. Yeah. There's nothing more I would love to see than that. It's a, uh, it's a basketball fever dream, Harrison. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the time we got for today. Exciting weekend on top for the Nuggets with All-Star Weekend. We'll be watching it closely for sure. We got some really good stuff on bsndenver.com from this past week. If you guys are still holding out on a subscription, make sure to take advantage of that offer we've got going on right now. A one-year subscription for just $29.99 with that promo code NUGGETS. And if enough of you sign up for subscriptions, all of you will get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. Talk to you then. Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure. That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything 
finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really comfortable because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great. Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more. He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to, and I actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today at 303-233-1236.